Welcome to Meaning Over Money, a different kind of financial podcast where money is never about money. Welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so excited to have you here. We hope you're having an awesome week. And regardless of when you're listening to this, we hope it adds value to your journey. And if it does add value, it would mean the world to us. If you would share with a friend or if you're on Apple to rate and review our show, it makes a big difference. Everywhere we turn, there's someone telling us what we should be spending money on. You have TV and you have movies and music, social media. You have all the ads that you see everywhere in between. You have your friends, your family, your coworkers, your neighbors, everybody. Everybody has an opinion on what we should be spending money on. And there's enough of a narrative in our culture that it fundamentally shapes what we actually spend our money on. And, and it's hard to imagine that that's true, but if you really take a step back and think about it, the repetition of everybody saying what we should be doing and what's normal then causes it to be normal. So what we spend and how we spend it. So today, I want to take that step back and ask the question, what's really important to me? What's really important to you? And I, my encouragement is to give yourself the freedom to be you and not feel like you need to bend to the culture. Now, there's going to be overlaps between me and the culture, you and the culture, between you and between me. But we don't have to align with the culture. We are still us. We are unique individuals with unique values, unique interests. And there's a reality that every dollar that you spend on something you don't care about is one less dollar that you get to spend on something that you do care about. In, in a normal example, I think, just a, a pretty typical example in our society, the biggie is cars. Many of us are spending many, many hundreds of dollars a month on a car that we don't care about. Now, we think we need it because the cultural narrative says, you need this car. But I don't think, if you really dig into it, I don't think we need a $400 car payment or a $600 car payment or a $700 car payment. I don't think we do. I don't think we need a $200 car payment, but that's, that's going down the debt route. But so many of us have these large payments that we really don't care about. And, and I ask the question often, what would happen if we have a $600 car payment? What would happen if we were to go to the bank every month and take out that $600 and you just have a stack of cash and then every month, you have to take that stack of cash and you have to go give it to the other bank where you make your car payment. What if you had to physically transport that stack of cash every month? I think it would change the way that we look at it. I think we would look at that cash and say, oh my gosh, there's so many better things I'd rather be doing with this money than taking it to the bank to pay for this car. But that's what we do. And we do the same thing with houses, we do the same thing with clothes and dining out. You name it, we do it in our society. We have a cultural narrative that says this is what's normal, and thus that's what we do. And I think for many, many, many people, to varying degrees, that zaps our fulfillment, that zaps our meaning, that zaps our happiness. And here's a tell. 
whenever somebody says to me, sometimes it's in coaching and sometimes not, and they'll say, I know I probably shouldn't, and then they fill in the blank, I know I probably shouldn't spend money on this, but I know I probably shouldn't spend this much on blank, but that's the tell for me. When somebody says, I know I probably shouldn't, that probably shouldn't is a cultural stigma. Because on the other end of but is something really important to them. And so that's something we're going to address. We're going to talk about that. And I'm just going to share some examples of that from, from people that I've had the privilege of interacting with. Another tell is going to be this. When people criticize your spending, when somebody says, you shouldn't be spending money on this, or you should be spending money on that, that's a tell. If people are criticizing what you are and are not spending money on, that's often a tell that your values are different than the culture's and that you're not bending to the culture. And so whenever somebody criticizes your spending, now there's extreme examples where some of our spending is, is reckless and dangerous and hurtful. And, and I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about most of us when people criticize what we're spending money on. Here's some examples. I have a client who she just said, Travis, I want to buy this dog and this dog is expensive and it's going to be expensive to train the dog, but I really want to do it. And she just lights up when she talks about it. And she felt a lot of guilt about this because culturally this is weird. And I think it's weird, but what I think doesn't matter. It's not about me. And so as her and I continued to work down this road, it got closer and closer and she saved and she saved and she saved and she purchased this dog and it's been a beautiful experience for her. It was exactly what she should have done. It was awesome, but that's different. I have a client. So when I onboard a new coaching client, I always send them some paperwork and one of them is to list out everything they own. Every single item they own, list out the value. So every category has a line, and then what's the, what's the value? And so they sent me the paperwork back, and they had a category called guns. And I met with them, and I said, hey, I caught your typo. Um, I took out that extra zero on your gun category. And the husband said, oh, that's no mistake, Travis. That was, a, that was the real number. And what I thought is that it said $100,000. And I thought it was a typo, so I made it 10000 And he said, no, no. It's 100000 in guns. Now, that's not my world. Um, there's, there's, a, there's a value system there for them that, that, that they were living out. And that's okay because that's their decision to make. Now, the world and me would look at that and say, it's kind of crazy. But it's not about me. It's not about you. It's not about the culture. It's about them and their values and what they're choosing to do with the money they've been blessed with. I think I've mentioned it before on the podcast, but I had another client, young lady who loved to travel. Her dream was to travel and she wasn't traveling. She was just living a normal life and trying to make ends meet and there was never enough money for travel. And we met and I, and I asked her if her car was important to her. And she says, no, I don't care about my car. And I asked her if her expensive apartment was important to her. She said, no, it wasn't. And what I tried to help her understand is back to this idea that every dollar we spend on something we don't care about 
is one last dollar we get to spend on something we do. And all of her money was going to her house and her car. And so she ended up selling her car and downgrading her apartment. And she traveled the world over and over and over. She was living out her values. I have a buddy who loves wearing Jordans. He's always got a pair of Jordans on, and that's his thing. And he, he, he revels in the hunt of finding these new Jordans, and he digs it. Like, that's his thing. And he's kind of become known for it now in our community, and that's his thing. Good for him. The culture says that's weird, but that's his. I, I once had a client a long time ago, back when I was coaching more as a ministry, and this client said, Travis, I know we shouldn't. Again, there's the tell. I know we shouldn't, but we spend 2000 a month dining out. 2000 a month dining out. And they said, we just, Travis, we just love, we love going out and trying new restaurants, and we bring friends, and we share bottles of wine, and we want to bless our friends with this experience. We want to do it together. We're making memories. We're building relationships. That's what was important to them. That is so cool. It's weird. 2000 a month going out to eat? That's a lot. But to them, it added so much richness to their life, and it was more important than anything else they could have spent their money on. I have a young friend who I was meeting with the other day, and she said, she said, Travis, I know I shouldn't. Again, tell. She goes, I know I shouldn't, but I just want to send all my money to this organization in Ghana. She deeply cares about this ministry in Ghana, and uh, they're doing amazing things. She's part of that. Um, she's she's going to be a leader in this, and she deeply cares about this. But culturally, the idea of sending most of your money to, to an organization that's helping people in another country, culturally, that's weird. But her heart is full, and, and she deeply wants to lean into this idea of, Travis, how much can we find in my budget to give to them? Because if she said, she, she said, honestly, Travis, I just give it all to them. And so we're going to talk about that. We're going to navigate that because it's her value. It's important to her. I have another friend who gets criticized sometimes by people kind of close to her because she spends so much on fitness, you know, products and equipment and memberships. And, and people say, that's, that's too much to spend on fitness. Well, maybe for me, but when fitness is your thing and you do fitness competitively and it's your passion, maybe it's not too much. Maybe that's what she should be spending her money on. But the culture is saying you shouldn't do that. You need to be more responsible. You need to spend money on other things. And so uh, that's something I think she's working through. How much should she spend? And I think working through the emotional hurdles of the culture and the people around her to say, no, I'm going to do exactly what I'm meant to do. I have some, some clients who are dance parents, and um, it made me, made me glad uh, that I had boys, but they're dance parents, and they talk about how much they spend on dance for the little girls. And I thought, it blew my mind how much dance costs. Um, but to them, it's valuable. To them, it's worth it. And, and there's, there's a big piece of them that, there's a, well, there's a big piece of them that thinks, wow, this is a lot. But when you really start to press them on it, they think, they, they say, 
this is so cool. We love doing this as a family. We're proud of our girls. Um, we're watching them grow and they're, they're, they're learning and they're, they're, they're coachable and they have amazing experience and they're friends. And so like they'll just tell you all the, that's coming out of it. That's important to them. That's their values. So we often find ourselves living awkwardly situated between the culture's values and the guilt of trying to live our values. We're awkwardly situated between the culture's values and the guilt of trying to live our values. And we find ourselves trying to walk that delicate line to not rock the boat too much. And I would like you to release yourself of that. Don't worry what the culture's values are. Instead, lean hard into yours. What are you interested in? What's important to you? For me, there's three things. If you were to look at our budget, the, the majority of our money goes to three categories. Travel, dining out, generosity. Those are the three. They take up probably... 80 to 90% of our discretionary income, travel, dining out, generosity. And it kind of goes back again, where are we getting our values? It, it reminds me of my mentor, Dr. Gary Hogue, and, and he's, a, he's a close friend and a mentor, and I just saw him a few weeks ago, and he says the same thing every time I'm with him. And he says that his family's values, the, the hallmark of how his family spends money, he says two things, Travis, mission and memories mission, and memories. And that hit me hard when he first said that. I, I first heard that maybe six years ago. And that hit me hard. And I'm thinking to myself, that's it for me. Like, that is it. Mission and memories. And so mission is it's just our generosity. It's, it's, it's giving to things that matter. It's thinking less of myself and more of others. That's a fundamental value in our, in our family's life. And I hope that my kids can absorb that as, as they grow and they see what we do and they feel, the, they feel what that feels like. But then this whole memories. So for us, that's travel and dining out. My wife, I, I, no, I don't like creating memories dining out with my two little almost five-year-olds. Those are not good memories. But Sarah and I going out to eat, going to a nice dinner, experiencing something new, trying new food, we create so many memories. Some of my best memories in my relationship with my wife, Sarah, revolve around a meal. And some of my best memories around my friends revolve around a meal. And so creating memories through food is important to us. And travel. Some of my other best memories are traveling the world, traveling this country, traveling all over with my wife. It's amazing for us. And so that's so important to us. And I think, and I think if you, if people were to see our budget and they were to look at it and, and see where does our money go to see our travel budget, our dining out budget, our generosity budget, I think people would criticize us, but that's okay because we're living our values just as I want you to live out your values. I don't want you to take mine and copy and paste it into yours. That would be a loss. I want you to create your best plan. Because after all, every dollar that we spend on something we don't care about is one less dollar that we get to spend on something that we do care about. 
And I think maybe to wrap this all up, it really points us back to this idea of budgeting is important. In budgeting, I get poo-pooed on all the time whenever I talk about budgeting and people say, here we go again, talking about budgeting. And most people say, I don't need a budget. I do fine without one. I make enough money. I don't need to budget. And I couldn't disagree more. And that's okay. You do. You, you got to do what you got to do. I'm just going to keep beating on this drum because it's so important, especially in this topic of spending money on your values and this idea that you can spend it on something you do care about or don't. And what happens is when we budget every single month, we are intentionally spending on what adds value to us. And if we don't, we'll unintentionally spend on the things that don't add value to us. And that plan means everything. And so when, we're, when Sarah and I are making our budget, we're intentionally saying, what's important to us? What are our values? And we put it on paper, and then we do it. And if we didn't do that, if we didn't budget it and then execute the budget that we agreed upon, we, will, we would accidentally spend money on things that don't add value along the way because that's just how we, we operate as humans. We'll just impulse our way to the end of the month. And we'll look back and ask ourselves, and maybe you've asked yourself this question, what happened to all this money? I don't even, I don't even know what happened. I, don't, I have nothing to show for it. We deserve better than that. You deserve so much better than that. And, and we deserve better than that. And, and I'm grateful every month that my wife and I, we get to do this, and we plan our values. Because that's really what budgeting is. It's planning our values. And so we're going to do this for the rest of our lives. And every month we'll look forward to it. It'll be, it'll be a blessing and our life will be richer because of it. I hope that helps. If you'd like to connect with us outside of the podcast, we would love to hear from you. You can find us on Instagram, Meaning Over Money. You can find me, Travis Shelton, on Instagram as well. You can find our YouTube channel. And of course, you can find Meaning Over Money, our financial course for young adults, where we teach young adults how to live for the meaning and not for the money. And that's at meaningover.money. And if you decide to buy a course, that may be a next step for you to go a little bit deeper. And if you decide to do that, do not pay full price. We have a 25% off for you as a podcast listener to say thank you. And you can use the promo code podcast25, podcast25. And um, that may be a good next step. And if it's not, if you just want to continue to be here for the podcast, we are so grateful that you're here and we hope it continues to add value to your journey. Take care, guys. 